The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Claim your risk-free bet up to five hundred dollars over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet rivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet rivers. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No, me, no, the voice, no, the guy. It's me, really, real, villain, real, real, from Virginia here at your service. <laughs> we did it again. We did it again. Somewhat. Somewhat did again, but we did again. I didn't get, you know what? Okay, first of all, just recapping from when I last was here. Portland plus 13, literally never in doubt. Literally never in doubt. Scott, I know you had your opportunity to say something, so I won't recap everything you said. But I just would like everybody to know that my hatred for the Celtics and winning games that they're supposed to win. That has now has a mutual hatred of the Clippers. And I promise you here on today that there is not a time you will ever hear me recommend Clippers to you ever. There is not a time. I don't care what's going on. There's no situation where it's a good idea to take Clippers at all. That's all I have to say about that. Clean face Scott is back. He finally got a haircut. Scott Studio Rush Show. Scott, what's going on? Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. Yeah, doing pretty well. I know Munaf and I had a good show in general uh, yesterday. Unfortunately, couldn't I get the sweep? The Rockets fell just a bit short. Luka has a bad thumb, drops 41 points, whatever. Uh, but for the lock, it was easy. Had the Celtics actually laying 13 against the Bulls. Perfect slam dunk spot for them to bury this team. They were intentionally fouling Andre Drummond midway through the fourth quarter up 25 because they needed to win by at least 23. Uh, they did. They won by 27. I said they'd win by 30 on the show, so I missed it by that much, but still got the 13 there. Rockets fell a bit short. Overall, though, backing the teams that basically needed to win Worked out quite well. The Knicks buried the Hornets like I thought they would. The Celtics won. Uh, I was a bit off on the Warriors game because they choked away a 24-point lead. We can talk about that game in a second, but the point is the Warriors did cover in the end the plus one and a half. For the most part, it, look, it was honestly, like, honestly. It was a hell, first of all, it was a hell of a game. It was a tremendous game of basketball <laughs> down the stretch. But. Yes, it was. And it was a, a masterful, masterful choke job by the Warriors. I will, it, like, humbly admit that. The Kings somebody, tried, too. They tried to choke it, too, but the Warriors wanted it more. As somebody who got down on Warriors to win the in-season tournament, masterful choke job. I mean... <laughs> 24. Yo, the last couple of possessions where it was, they were up like five or six, and they had bat to bat turnovers, and Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox made them pay for it. I was you mean like, Draymond oh. doing a bounce pass with 18 seconds on the shot clock right out of bounds? Yeah, right. No, but it was Curry, what was Curry the getting one trapped right in the backcourt, Kurt, and then he just chucked it right to the other team. Yo, yo, it's like. <laughs> If you ever have, like, kids that you're coaching, that's the film that you want to show them to say, hey, don't give up on a game because sometimes the other team just gives it to you. <laughs> like, I swear, sometimes I don't know how the Warriors end up losing that game. Well, also, to touch quickly upon that game, I know we only have seven games today, so we actually do have some time to talk about a brief recap of yesterday. The Warriors game, props to Sacramento for coming back. You know, it takes a lot of a resilience to actually come back. But a reminder, they didn't actually need to. As long as the Warriors won by less than 12, they were good to go. I hate the point differential. I'll get into that rant in a second. But the Warriors were up, as you said, five or six with about a minute or two to go. And then they had back-to-back turnovers. They blew the game. Shout out to Monk for hitting that impossible layup, runner, whatever you want to call it there, to give them the lead uh, in the final 10 seconds. I got to call out Steve Kerr. I thought Kerr was abysmal 
in the final four or five minutes. Uh, mostly, the, he brought Wiggins back in. Made sense. Wiggins was actually great yesterday. So props to Wiggins. I believe he had 29, played good defense in general. I don't know how you bench Moody for those final four or five minutes and bring him play. So I don't know out, what the hell you're thinking. Hey, no, so look, so look, when he came out, I was literally sitting there. I'm like, dang, they pulling Moody. He's hot. And then he hit two, he hit threes. They didn't no, touch but- him. No, but the fact is, not only did he hit those heat check threes, but if you watch the play, there was a play that got blown dead because of, uh, I think, Clay set an illegal screen. They and he came out. off that screen, and he hit that shot, too. Yeah. Like, he hit the dead ball shot, too. And I was like, oh, wow, he's not missing anything. Next thing you know, boom, Moody's instantly coming out the game. And I was like, dang. Clay's <laughs> best cool. play of the entire fourth quarter <laughs> Was the ball falling out of his hand during a three-point shot into a into an assist to Steph Curry? The ball fell out of his hand, rolled to basically backcourt, and the defense just kind of trapped, tried to get the ball, and Curry was wide open. That was the best play Clay made in the entire second half. He went one for five in the second half. He was terrible, and yet Kerr, even post game, was giving all of the coach speak. Moody, hell of a player. Always ready. He's going to be really good. And you bench him for Clay Thompson, who was terrible the entire second half. I thought Kerr was awful. That challenge uh, on the Steph offensive foul was abysmal. He clearly stuck his leg out as a waste of a timeout. You probably could have used that at some point in the final minute. I thought that was bad. But the rotations were kind of a mess because at some point, I also blame Kerr for what Clay has become. Because Clay is, I've called delusional at times because he still thinks that it's 2017 and he thinks that he's still this guy that he's not. Kerr's an enabler. At some point, you have to realize <laughs> this guy should not be on the floor. Like, he's brutal. Did you just call him an enabler? Yeah, Kerr's an enabler because he doesn't hold Clay accountable at all. Under no circumstance during the final four or five minutes, he had a great first half. Clay was actually solid in the first half. Did nothing in the third quarter. Did nothing in the fourth quarter. You can't pull Moody there. At some point, it's either politics or you trusting the veteran guys. Your team's below 500. But you have to realize what year it is. It's 2023. Clay has some good moments on occasion. They're pretty rare. Under no circumstance, and you agree with it, should Moody have been off the floor in the final five minutes. He was one of your best players the entire game. You cannot pull him there in the final four or five minutes in basically a one to two possession game. Clay should have been on the bench, and even post-game, Kerr isn't even saying that he regrets the decision. He's just saying, I, I have to trust my veteran guys. No, you don't. Trust the young guys. Moody's good. Give him some playing time. But I got to roast Clay again because he was awful in the fourth quarter and the third quarter, and Kerr at no point thought to himself, let me use the young guys to carry me to the finish line. And he didn't do it. So I have to call Kerr out for that. Miz called him an enabler, that man. <laughs> You're an enabler of bad basketball. <laughs> oh, man. By the way, Kerr doesn't care. Kerr just looks at all the bad shots by Clay and goes, he'll make the next one. No, he won't. He hasn't made these bad shots all year. You have to realize what year it is. Let Moody play. Like, I, I just think it's ridiculous, but either way, uh, you have anything else you want to add for that game? No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I mean, you got it. You you said your piece. That's fine. Um, nah, that just killed my Warriors in-season tournament bet. That was it. Nah, it's nothing else, though. So, in-season tournament will continue another day. We're not going to talk about today. We have regular basketball, boring, I, 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 regular sorry, season. Sorry, I do, I do want to make one point uh, quickly on the tournament. I think it's fun. I think that it has done exactly what it was supposed to do, which is revive some interest in the regular season. Having said that, but we're not playing in the game last night in the game that Miami's still technically alive for in the group is pretty funny to me. Uh, for if there was one team that wouldn't care about this whole whatever, it would be the Heat. So I'm not surprised Butler ended up not playing. The other point is the, tw- the uh, point differential, which I mentioned before. I think it's a terrible tiebreak system. You have. I thought it was very funny with Missoula intentionally fouling Drummond up 25 in the fourth quarter to get him to miss free throws. Billy Donovan got pissed, and they started having a conversation mid-game. What are you doing? He's like, oh, no, 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 it's for point differential. And Donovan's like, oh, okay, you're just embarrassing me on national team. Okay, sure, whatever. It is what it is. It's a bad tiebreak system. You're rooting for I just think it's terrible that the Orlando Magic had the head-to-head win against the – Celtics, but the Celtics are the one who went on to the next round. Like they yeah, really just beat the crap out of them. 
Yeah, like they really just beat the crap out of them. They have the same record, and they didn't. Shout out to it. the Nets but, for being the reason why the Celtics ended up making it through in that group. But the point differential, mm-hmm. you can make an argument it works for other sports, like soccer, for example. That's because you're looking at basically three goals. Like it, there's a lot. Scoring means a lot more mm-hmm. in soccer than it does in basketball because of how rare it is in comparison. Point differential is just dumb. I think if you wanted to actually find a good system. Use the standings. I saw Can- I heard Candace Parker recommend that uh, during Inside the NBA last night. She said that you should go according to the standings for the tiebreaker. So if the two seeds tied with the seven seed in the Eastern Conference, give it to the two seed. I'm in favor of that. I think that makes sense. Of course, head-to-head is the initial tiebreak, and then you would go to the standings. But I do think point differential makes no sense because you just see a circus that's not real basketball in the final five minutes of games. That's my <laughs> last point I want to make. All right. Speaking of betting basketball, I got to talk to you about Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers has some of the best live betting markets that you can find out there, and they have a whole bunch of ton of props, and they're available in over 14 states, plus Ontario, Canada. My Bet Rivers player of the day is, well, you're just going to have to wait to hear that. We haven't even gotten down to breaking down the games. Then I'll tell you my Bet Rivers player of the day. But sign up using our link and get a risk-free bet up to $500. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hoo-wee. Man, Steve Kerr, the enabler. I'm going to start calling him that from now on. I think it's a, gr- I think it's a great nickname for him. Draymond's been getting texts. He had another bad tech last night. Steph kind of called him out for it late. But, yeah, I didn't hear Kerr make he any enabled, comments about he that He enabled one. Jordan Poole as well, and now look at him. He He's an enabler. Like, it's it's crazy that people just out here enabling people like that. First game up on the docket, we have the Washington Wizards on the road going to play the Orlando Magic that got cheated, cheated out of their appearance in the quarterfinals of the in-season tournament. Line opened up at 10 is still sitting here at minus 10. 234 is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have here for, wait, do we have here? Yeah, we do have here. There we go. That's here. We have here for the Washington Wizards. Nothing to report here, unfortunately. That means everybody's expected to play. And for the Orlando Magic, you have Markel Fultz out. Jonathan Isaac is questionable. Wendell Carter, you know, is still out long-term with that hand injury. All right, we got an angry Orlando Magic team going up against one of the worst teams in the league. Scott, what are you doing here laying 10? Well, I know, obviously, Orlando first half is going to be worth consideration because it's been... Worth consideration? Yeah, I was being modest. I was going to let you kind of hammer it home. But yeah, it's kind of an an autoplay. I did find something interesting, though, about the Wizards, which is that they are actually pretty good in the first half on the road, but they are the worst first half home team in the league. I don't know what it is, but they're terrible in D.C. in the first half of games. It's like a massive differential between the home and road splits. I think I'm going to go with Orlando because they're on fire. They've won a bunch of games in a row. They've been in great form. I called them the dark horse candidate to win the division earlier in the offseason, and that so far looks pretty good. I still need another shooter, but I like the cohesion with this team. A reminder, not even just Wendell Carter, but also Fultz hasn't played that much, and yet mm-hmm. they've still been really good. You simply put, Boncaro had a bad start to the season. He's been very good for the last month and change. Uh, Wagner's been good. Both of them have actually had moments. But I do think that Orlando, you can argue, is going to be extra motivated after getting eliminated from the play-in. I mean, not the play-in, the in-season I'm not sure if that matters, but I just like the form they're in. Orlando actually has a team that they can be proud of for once, first time in a while. But I do think Orlando's <laughs> going to win this game. Since Dwight Howard. First time since uh, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. They had like one or two years, the the bubble year with Vucevic. They made the playoffs, but nobody really cared. But yeah, pretty much since Dwight Howard. This seems good. Simply put, I think they're a well-coached team. Suggs is a great defensive player. I would vote for him to be first-team all-defense. I look forward to seeing Poole deal with him all night because I think that Suggs is going to put him in a box. So it should be a pretty fun matchup. But the Wizards don't really have much that I like. They beat Detroit. Congratulations. We might be able to beat Detroit at this point. So nice win by the Wizards. But I got to go Orlando. I just like this team. I think they're in good form. Yeah. I mean, it's this is really easy, guys. First of all, Are we playing is the Orlando? No? But yeah, yeah, we're going to play the drop. But like you have Orlando at home. There's really nothing else to talk about here. <laughs> like, Orlando's been really, really good at home. We have Orlando, who's 14-3 ATS over the course of the season. 5-0 and as a favorite is Orlando Magic. 8-1 and at home. I mean, 
I'm not getting ahead of that train. Uh, I'm I'm absolutely not. The Orlando Magic been cruising. This is one of the worst teams in the league. I know it's a big number, but I'm going chalk here. I think they get it done by at least mm, I say 13 points here. All right, where are we at? Here we go. All right, chalk to go for the first game on the slate. 234 is the total there. That's actually come up a little bit from 233. What are you doing here? I'm just going to take the Magic team total over. I'm not going to try to get cute with the Wizards. Uh, Orlando's a good defensive team. Uh, Orlando also does not exactly play that fast, but the Wizards are so bad defensively, they might have to go fast because there might be a guy wide open five seconds into the shot clock. But I do think looking at Orlando's recent performances offensively, they've quietly been pretty solid offensively. Mm-hmm. So to go through the numbers here, last five games, scored 130 against Charlotte, 113 against Boston. Boston's one of the best defensive teams in the league, so that's a good showing there. Scored 124 against Denver, 126 against Toronto, 128 against Indiana. They've been really good offensively lately, so I'm going to back that trend against one of the worst defenses in the league. Give me Orlando team total over. Yeah, uh, looking at the last five games for the Orlando Magic, they are, whoa, that did a lot of refreshing that I didn't need to do. There we go. Last five games for the Orlando Magic, they, oh, crap, I can't pull it up. Whatever, fine. They're really good defensively. That's what I'm trying to say. Since I can't pull up my stat and say my stat, it doesn't want to let me do that. They're, they're really good defensively. So, uh, looky here, top 10 defense over the past five games in terms of points per game. Uh, Wizards struggling with points inside the paint. Magic dominating points inside the paint. I think that they'll be able to score a bunch, just like you said there, Scott. I'm with you. Although I really do think that it's probably an under for the full game total because I do not think the Wizards are doing their part. You said Orlando Magic team total over. I would take a Wizards team total under. I really like with Jordan Poole probably getting strapped up by Jalen Suggs. I think that the Magic are going to do a pretty good time of limiting Kyle Kuzma inside the paint, what he's going to be able to do. I can't see this Wizards team scoring a bunch of points today, so... I'll take the under for the full game, but I do agree with your Orlando Magic team total over. All right. Uh, any props you have? Uh, for this game, I feel like there's a potential blowout script, so I'm a bit concerned about the actual props with Orlando overs. Uh, I'm trying to think of some trends. If you want to go by trend-based, uh, Suggs under four and a half rebounds is cash in nine of the last ten and four of the last five. It's about minus 125 if you want to go with mm-hmm. that angle. I, once again, I'm just too concerned about this team getting killed. So I don't exactly have much. No, I think I'm just going to pass on the props. Uh, I just think this game could be extremely ugly. Jordan Poole under 17 and a half feels really good to me. I, I was trying to, man, what was Speaking it? of it enablers, the by the way, he has to take whatever shot he wants every single game. Speaking of enablers. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and it'd be bad. Like, there's a point where I was waiting for Jordan Poole to turn it on. And I think he had a pretty good pass. Like before that injury, that ankle injury, he had a pretty good two, three games before that. This is back time to fade. It wasn't even that good, by the way. The two, three games you're thinking of, he had like 30 points, but he took 26 shots. Like he was just jacking up more shots. The efficiency has not been there all year long. So that's my concern about Poole 17 and a half is that if he has a bad shooting game, but he still takes 20 something shots, if you're an NBA player taking 20-something shots, you should get to at least 18. So that's kind of the concern there. But, yeah, I understand your angle. I, I think that Suggs is going to have a great game tonight, at least defensively. Yeah, so backing pool under on points and Jalen Suggs, one and a half, over one and a half, steals and bosses minus 135 now. So that's an angle I like for Poole. I'll take the I'll take the turnovers in that one. I think he's yeah. Be Suggs, over, Suggs over one and a half steals is plus one thirty three. I really like that play today. That's probably mm-hmm. uh, it's a little bit of a baby dog, but that's in dog consideration there because I think that Suggs has been really good getting two plus steals over the past month or so. All right, what are we doing here before we get to the next game on the slate? Got to talk to you about prize picks. I already gave you one play that I really like. That's my prize picks play of the day. Jalen Suggs over one and well, I'm um, excuse me, more than one more and a half than, steals. Yeah, more than yeah, more than one and a half steals. Or go find Jordan Poole lower than 17 and a half points on prize picks. You can and plus look at this. Maybe Suggs 
Suggs has had some injury issues. We can say that he's had some injury issues. Healthy Jalen Suggs is really, really good. Mm-hmm. But maybe he plays this game and he gets hurt in the first half. We hope not. But if he does, guess what? Prospects is going to give you the reboot bonus where they're going to give you that injury insurance that everybody's been asking for. Nobody else is doing that. Nobody else is doing that like Prospects. So make sure you tap into Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash SGPN. Use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash SGPN. Code SGPN. Prizepicks daily fantasy sports made easy. All right. And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analyst platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research everything from the NFL, NBA, soccer, with historical stats and data. You got the Parlay Optimizer tool. Green, green, green. Remember that with the Parlay Optimizer tool, and you'll be able to get your uh, your parlay broken down by leg. You'll get the expected probability, all sorts of hit rates, all of that. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets. Download Hall of Fame Bets or visit the HOF Bets dot com use code sgpn get 50 percent off your first month today start researching start winning with hall of fame bets all right next game on the slate now we're finna start getting rolling los angeles lakers on the road going to play the detroit pistons pistons open up as a seven point dog at home they are still sitting at plus seven 229 and a half is total injury report for these two teams and for the los angeles lakers we have lebron james questionable Anthony Davis is probable. Cam Reddish is probable. No Rui Hachimura, no Gabe Vincent, no Jerry Vanderbilt, as it's been for a while. And for the Detroit Pistons, we have Bojan, who is out. But, hey, he's listed. Bojan's making a return soon. And we have Joe Harris, Monty Morris as well, that you know have been out for a while. So, so Bojan's having that Kyler Murray arc where he's returning to a team that has, like, one or two wins, and that's how it's supposed to go. Only two wins. And I want to congratulate the Pistons, by the way. You officially won or lost the tank ball, depending on how you're looking at it, to the Wizards. So congratulations. You are now the worst team in the league. Congratulations. Yeah. Still 7-10 ATS, though. So, I mean, they're not good for nothing, but pretty, pretty good for nothing. 3-5 and five at home. Ugh, They've lost, what, 13 straight? It a lot better. Yeah, I think it is 13 straight. Yeah, something like that. It's really, really bad. And they, But they covered they, – they just lost two since their last cover. You have the Lakers here who are not any better even though they're 10-8. and 7-11 ATS, 4-5 and five on the road. 4-7 and seven is a favorite. I mean, the last time re- we saw the Lakers, it was over quickly. I really want to take the Pistons here as a home dog. But – uh, the Lakers really do beat up on bad teams. These are the only games they can win. They can't win against good teams. A la, you know. They can beat Phoenix. Yeah. That I might be a mental can. block thing, but they can beat Phoenix. Was but Phoenix anyway. technically, I think Phoenix was technically under 500 at that point, so we might not be able to count them. Okay. You get, you get what I'm trying to say, though. Yeah. No, no, no. It's Whenever they play good teams, they, they get ran out the gym. When they play bad teams, it's a competitive game, or they end up blowing them out. Uh, I really don't want to take Lakers. I think I'm just going to go Pistons. All right. I'm going to go Lakers here. It's not really a strong opinion because this team is three and six straight up away from home. They're not a good road team. Uh, the Pistons, though, were one and seven at home. So they're basically equally bad at home compared to on the road. To go through a trend that I saw on the internet from a friend of mine, uh, away favorites off of a 40 point loss or more are 11 and one ATS. Uh, this century. So it's a pretty, once again, obscure angle because not many teams are getting killed by 40 and then favored the next game on the road. But away favorites of 40 uh, who lost by 40 the previous game are 11 and 1 ATS. So yeah. I do think that for this spot, I'm going to go with the Lakers. A lot of it's pride. That's basically what that uh, trend is telling you. If you get embarrassed, you better show up the next game. You're professionals. The Lakers also have some aspirations to win a championship. I don't think they're going to, but a lot of people think they can. Point is, I do expect to see a solid effort pride-wise from the Lakers in this game. LeBron, AD, they got buried by Embiid and company. I think they bring it in this game. I really enjoyed the Monty Williams quotes of him being proud of his team, or he was impressed by what he saw in practice because a couple of players dove for some loose balls. You're 2-15. and 15. We're, we're praising effort for loose ball diving now? Okay, sure. Uh, but anyway, I think the Lakers win this game comfortably. The Pistons are a laughing stock. 
if you get blown out by double digits against the Wizards at home, the Lakers should be able to beat you by double digits. So I'll take the Lakers to win this game comfortably. <sighs> they lost by yeah, 19. the eleven and one trend was really the selling point. All they right, lost to Washington by nineteen on their home floor. Like really, nineteen? That, that that's rough. I mean, it's the toilet. It was. You know, I really, I really shall not lay points in the toilet bowl. I, yeah, I know, like, but like that was that was the crazy. toilet bowl. That was the toilet bowl of all. Losing's and losing, of but I nineteen is wild. I didn't fade them. I took them. Yeah, I that's a bit them, wild. So that's why. That's why they did it. It's because I took them, and you never lay points in the in the toilet bowl. Never. All right. Yeah, the eleven and one trend was was pretty much the best thing. All right, I'll go Lakers minus seven. I don't like it though. Probably not betting this game. Uh, Two twenty nine is total. Two twenty nine and a half. I'm sorry. I mean, the Pistons can't guard anybody, but they can't score. So they're kind of in no man's land. Uh, I think the Lakers are bad enough to let Pistons score, actually. I'll go over. I'm going to lean over as well. Uh, I, I do think the Lakers get an offensive showing together, but they also can't shoot. That's the problem with the Lakers. They can't shoot from the outside. So I really don't have much for the total here. There's a couple ways to go about it. If I do think the Lakers are going to win by double digits, which I do, a couple ways to get there. So I don't really have much of a script here. I, I think I'm going to lean under, but I don't feel great about it. I'm going to pass on the total entirely. All right. Any props or anything else you like in this one? Uh, I'm going to actually call out AD to have a good game today, which is a dangerous situation. Right. But uh, right. he did not have a good game last game, and we know AD, based on the playoffs last year and this year, it's not a back-to-back, and he did not go off last night. So he's probably in line for a good game here. Uh, Detroit's been abysmal at actually stopping opposer, opponent uh, big men from rebounding. Uh, you're looking at uh, AD just having a potentially good matchup. Duran I like as a player, but I do think AD is in line for a very good game tonight. So I, I think he's in line for a big stat line, maybe a 25-15 and 15 type game from AD. So I don't mind AD points and rebounds. All right. Yeah, I'm done with this game. Uh, next game. Nah. Nah. Nah, you already decided. Yeah, I don't got nothing else for this one. I'm trying to force it. I'm trying to force it. All right. You don't have to bet everything. Phoenix Suns on the road going to play the Toronto Raptors. Suns opened up minus one. They are now minus three. 226 and a half is total there. That's come up four points, probably because Kevin Durant's questionable to play in this one. Grayson Allen, also questionable. And Nazir Little's out. Bradley Beal doesn't exist. I, I mean, the Wizard, if there's anything Wizards fans can rejoice about, they can rejoice that they were right about Bradley Beal like that. Keep a bag, Beal? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, he does keep a bag, Beal. That is still Bradley keep a bag, Beal, if we're keeping it honest. Uh, Coloco's still out for the Raptors. That's about it. Everybody else is playing. This line is criminally low. It was a lot lower, but it has basically doubled overnight. So a lot of people seem to be on the Phoenix train, including me. Uh, Why is this only like, why was this one at all? Like even without Katie, I don't. That's a great question. That I don't know, but I expected the line to move. I took it overnight at one and a half. Durant's questionable, but he was questionable last night. So I did see that he practiced on on Tuesday. Phoenix has not played since they beat the the uh, Knicks on Sunday, so they've had a couple days off. Durant did practice, so I assume he's going to play in this game. Toronto's in a bad scheduling spot. Shout out to my Nets, by the way. Missing Ben Simmons, missing uh, I'm draw Cam, uh, missing Cam Thomas. Three and one in the group. Shout out to you, but you ended up beating the Raptors last night. So the Raptors played in Brooklyn. Now they're traveling back to Toronto. It's a back-to-back against a team that has not played since Sunday. I think Durant's going to come back. It's a great spot. Phoenix has also won seven straight. Now I am aware on the road. They are seven and two straight up, but they have been vulnerable. A couple of close games against Utah. They've had a couple of scares, but they have managed to win these games. I like Phoenix in this spot. I think that Toronto, even though they do have the type of team that can give Phoenix problems because Phoenix defensively doesn't exactly have many tweeners that can actually match up against Siakam or Barnes. I just think it's a bad scheduling spot, and I think Durant's going to play. So give me Booker and Durant, who have been, in my opinion, easily the best duo in the entire league this season. They have been carrying the entire damn roster, these two guys. Uh, And Booker, without Durant, basically torched the Knicks in that entire game. Shout out to him for that uh, ridiculous three-pointer at the end. 
I'm going to go with Phoenix, just simply put. I'm assuming Durant's going to play. That's my handicap. Give me the Suns. I'm going to take the Suns, too. But if we lose this bet, I'm not going to be surprised. Because something smells. The line, it def- I definitely agree with you, but I took it overnight because I expected the line to move in favor of Phoenix, and it has. The it's line does even, look This isn't enough. Like, yeah. three is not enough. This is uh... No, you'd blindly assume... Does this not smell playing. weird to anybody else? Like, does this not feel weird that, that they're only laying three against the Raptors? I mean, I get the Raptors are scrappy at times, and, you know, but I, I would have immediately thought this line would be at least, like, maybe, what, five and a half, six? Five and a half like, was the line I had in my head. Yeah, that's what I thought. It... If we lose this, I'm not going to be surprised. I'm going to take Phoenix because it's clearly the way to go. But if, if this doesn't go our way, uh, Vegas definitely put in a call because this is weird. This is really, really weird. Mm-hmm. All right, 226.5 is total here. I can't take an under with Phoenix involved. I mean, they don't really guard anybody, and Durant's going to be back, so I'll take the over. Yeah, I'm with you. I, that was really I, – I feel like Phoenix wasn't going to guard – and Toronto, at the very least, will be able to score. Maybe Phoenix does some last second, you know, last fourth quarter heroics. Matter of fact, give me Phoenix first half. I don't even want to. I don't even want to play with Phoenix in the fourth quarter. Give me Phoenix for the first half minus one and a half. That's my real play of this game. But yes, I do enjoy the over as well. Over two twenty six and a half. That is one hundred percent how I play. I'll take Phoenix in the first half. They're well rested. I don't have to worry about the second half hijinks with this team because we've seen it over the course of this season and Toronto's a really scrappy group maybe they come out of halftime with another game plan absolutely give me the first half of Phoenix okay let's see here uh props anything you like I think Durant's gonna have a great game if he does play but I'm not gonna give out props without him being confirmed so uh to look at some props I might be tempted by I think Nurkic has a good game on the boards in this one it's mostly just fading, or I should say tailing guys against Pirtle, uh, which I think Pirtle's a pretty good center for when it comes to rebounding, but he has no offensive talent. So you can just use your opposing center and just leave him in the paint the entire game, and nothing bad's going to happen to you. Toronto's also a really bad three-point shooting team, so opposing centers can drop on pick and rolls. They can really just chill out in the paint. I think Nurkic has a good game. I've been critical of Nurkic this season, but the matchup in itself, Toronto... I think Pirtle is a guy who's going to give you basically nothing offensively outside of five feet. So I'll take Nurkic to have a good rebound again. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I think I, I had the same handicap Pirtle, but that's why I just took his rebounds, not you know a double-double or anything. I feel like every time I play his double-double, I get killed on the point. So uh, I took his rebounds. I think that was the only really angle here. And I think uh, – Devin Booker for his assist. He's going to have a good day distributing the basketball. Kevin Durant back into the lineup. Grayson Allen probably back into the lineup. Going to give him a lot more options. He's been carrying a workload while people have been out. So now it's a chance for him to take a night off, dish the ball around, get a rack up on assists. So I think Devin Booker assist is a pretty solid play for this one. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Philadelphia 76ers on the road going to play the New Orleans Pelicans. Pelicans catching two and a half at the crib. 231 is the total there. Injury report for these two teams. And we have Daniel House. Oh, I forgot he was even. I forgot he'd be playing for them. He's out with a body injury. I only know him for the bubble hijinks. I don't even think of him as an actual player. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jay Springer's out. Kelly Oubre, I think there was like some talk that Kelly Oubre was coming back. I, I Not today. It would probably be in like a week or two. Yeah, I heard something that he's he's progressing well, though. CJ McCollum's back from that lung injury. Trey Murphy has elevated to doubtful at the very least. And same thing for Matt Ryan, who was also doubtful in this game. They said that CJ said on his podcast that he is going to return to the lineup today. So you can't expect it says in. So it sounds like you can expect to see CJ starting there. Two and a half with the Pelicans, who are probably one of the more frustrating teams to bet on this season. Very, very, very frustrating. Uh, But to be fair, they have been better at home. They are not a good road team at all, but at home they've been okay. Philly's just good. Simply put, I mean, you beat the Lakers by 44 last time out at home. Uh, You beat OKC on the road. Good win there. Lost to Minnesota, Embiid didn't play. I'll toss that out. Beat the Nets by 22, which apparently is a decent win because the Nets are feisty. I'm going to go with Philly in this one. 
I just don't trust New Orleans. Now, they are at home, so I do think they're going to put together a good effort, and I do think that this is going to be a close game for a decent portion of it. But I just can't trust New Orleans, just simply put. And McCollum coming back is nice. Will it be rusty? Probably. He hasn't played in, what, a month because of the lung issue? It's been like a month and change. Yeah. I, I question some rust issues, but I think Embiid can do whatever he wants in this game. So I think that uh, Embiid's going to be able to affect shots defensively. Offensively, I think he'll be able to get Valanciunas into foul trouble relatively quickly. I'm going to lean to Philly because I just like what I've seen from the season in comparison to the to New Orleans. If you take New Orleans, I wouldn't be shocked. Like if I told you New Orleans wins this game in the future and you come back tomorrow and they won the game, I wouldn't be totally shocked. But I'm going to lean to Philly. At least I can trust them. I know what effort I'm going to get in a game-in, game-out basis. I don't have that luxury with New Orleans, so I'm going to lean to Philly. Well, I think you kind of do have the luxury with New Orleans because you look at what they're doing this season, 10-7-1 ATS for the season, 7-3 and at home. And you mentioned it, 7-3 ATS at home, 6-4 and street. Uh, I'm just going to roll with with uh, home New Orleans here. They've proven me wrong against some better, some like really good teams at home. You know, they, they've shown that they can go out there and get a win. Now you're bringing CJ back into the lineup. I think that this, you know, you, you got Jose Alvarado back. You got Najee Marshall back. You're starting to get healthier. Like you're really just waiting on Trey Murphy. And then you have your team back and you can start getting everybody in game shape, running your rotations the way you want to run them. I think that this team actually is a little bit on an uptick forward. But it's just more of the home aspect that I'm going to take in this non-conference game. So give me the New Orleans Pelicans to get it done today, plus two and a half. 231 is the total. That's come up from 226 and a half at open. Probably a little bit of CJ in there, a little bit of Zion, uh, 100% playing in this game in there. What do you like there for the line of the total 231? I mean, I missed a lot of line moving, but I'm not taking the under. New Orleans doesn't guard anybody. And I think that the, the Sixers, even if you are picking the Pelicans to win, I don't think you're picking them to win because of their defense. No. So I, I'm going to be on the over. I think each team can reach 115. I'll take the over. Yeah, I'm with you there. It's pretty easy handicap there. I'm not really interested in the CJ props, man. I have to actually see him in action for the first time in a month before I take any props. Yeah, I will... I think Brandon Ingram. I'm, I'm rolling with Brandon Ingram. Who's stopping him? Who's slowing him down? I think he's kind of like a... He's a matchup like, problem for a lot of teams because yeah. he's a lengthy, lengthy guard forward. And the uh, Sixers don't have that. Who's going to guard him? Batum? Fourth quarter. <laughs> why, yeah. <laughs> yeah, give me Brandon Ingram, man. I'm going to have Brandon Ingram for a big day today. That I just kind of... That's a that call by me. Nothing really back in it. All right. Utah Jazz, they have six wins. Um, they've been feistier lately. I mean, Laurie's not played for a couple games, but they've been they've been more watchable recently. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Full game. Utah Jazz on the road going to play the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies are somewhat, somehow, some way. Laying four and a half. I feel like we've seen this movie before, actually. I feel like this is like literally deja vu. Two twenty-three and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And you have for the Utah Jazz. Jordan Clarkson is questionable. Kelly Olenek is questionable. Laurie Marketing is out with that hamstring injury for some time. For Memphis, you have... Holy crap. Forgot that they look like the heat out here. All right, John. Suspended, Luke Kennard, Marcus Smart, Brandon Clark, Xavier Tillman, Jake LaRuvia, all on IR. Steven Adams out for the season. Four and a half is wild. Deja vu. Hold on. This is like, am I really having a case of deja vu or did we actually handicap this the other week and they were getting the same? Yes. Yeah. Was it tripping? We handicapped this exact same game. At Memphis, Memphis laying four and a half <laughs> against the Utah Jazz. To be fair, it is a little bit different because Laurie did have 26 in that game, and now he's not in the lineup. So it is a little bit different based on lineups, but the no, spot it's is not. The same. No, it's not. They won by six. Yeah, but I'm saying Laurie's not playing. He scored 26 points. So it is and a so little bit still, different. And so the line's still four and a half, and he lost by six with them in the lineup. He he accounts for... That's ten and a half. Ten and a half. Uh, 
I'm I'm just saying I it's the same spot on the schedule, but it is a little bit different with the injuries. I'm not taking I'm not laying four and a half with Memphis. Like that's just not gonna happen. But I also want to give a shout out to Utah for being one and seven on the road and yet still being better than Memphis at home. Memphis is 0-8 at home. They're 0-8. So, yeah. Uh, the great home court advantage doesn't exist without Ja. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Utah. Simply put, I think that even though Utah is a team that's injured, they're not as injured depth-wise as Memphis. But at least Utah has some pride at this point. Like They've been better lately. They've been more competitive. They had a win. I'm just going through their actual schedule recently. They gave Phoenix a run for their money back-to-back games. They ended up uh, – they got buried by the Lakers and they got buried by Portland, but beat the Pelicans back-to-back games. Pelicans are a psycho team, but still, good back-to-back wins there. Laurie didn't play in those games. Only to Utah. They've shown me something. They try. Memphis is just out to lunch. Like, this team is at each other's throats at this point. I- I'm going to lean to Utah. Jacob Gilliard is the projected starter co- uh, point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies. Do you know where he went to school? There was a Gilliard that went to Cincinnati, but I, I can't remember if that's the right one or if that's Marcus Gilliard. I'm going to guess is- Cincinnati because that's the only school I could think of. Richmond Spiders. The Richmond okay. Spiders. Oh, no okay. defense. Very, very right. good defensive player while he was back. Now in I got to look at Marcus Gilliard to see if I just made up a player or not. But yeah, no, he was a really, really good defensive player. He was on that Richmond team that was really, really good. If if Kobe was here, Kobe would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, they should have been starting that guy. Like, oh, my gosh. I mean, I remember that Richmond team, now that you mentioned it, they golden at the center spot. Like, I Yeah, it was that. like, oh, they were like 100 years old. Like, everybody Burton, on that team was like six power, years, seniors. Didn't Burton go there as like a power forward with that team? Yep. I was. I always That's thought they'd make the tournament. Then, like, and they. He was the eighteen. He was the eighteen tournament MVP. They beat Iowa in that first tournament game. Yep, I think. Yeah. Yep. So I it was Iowa, and then lost the next round to. Uh, I can't remember who they lost to, but I don't they remember did beat either, Iowa. Really. I remember because they were like ten and a half point dogs against Iowa. I took them on the money line. Weren't we in Shout Vegas for that? NBA basketball? Huh? We were in no, Vegas. I was no. I was deployed for that. I remember. Oh, you were there. Okay, so I was yeah. there. You uh, was there. But I think that was the same day that uh, Kentucky lost. I think. Or that was the day before, but it was definitely it was to St. Peter's. It is. Yeah. It's that same day. Yep. There we go. All right. Nice little college basketball experience for y'all. Uh, I mean, the total's gone down. It was opened up at two twenty-five and a half. It's now two twenty-three and a half. I mean, just give me a Utah team total over. Okay. I don't think Memphis is going to slow anything down. I think Utah is going to be able to score. As hurt and battered and broken Utah is, Memphis is way worse. Give, give me Utah team total over. Uh, I like the rebound props, so I like the under. Uh, but I think Kessler and Biombo have a decent rebounding game in this one. I don't mind Kessler blocks in this game, obviously. He's starting again. He's, of course, a great rim protector. And Memphis, so far this season, doesn't exactly have great shooting numbers. So I do think that they're going to attack the rim. It's not going to work, but they're going to try. So I do think that Kessler is in good line for some blocks. Uh, Besides that, I don't mind Keontae George props tonight, especially if Clarkson doesn't play. Somebody's going to have to handle the ball. And we know Clarkson go into hero mode and try to ball hog a lot. That's what Clarkson does. But if he doesn't play, George is going to have the ball in his hands the entire time. So I think that he's in line for a good game. All right, let's see here. We have the Houston Rockets on the road <laughs> going to play their sons, the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> Denver opened up minus three and a half. They're now minus seven and a half. Two fifteen and a half is total there. Injury report for these two teams, and we have for the Houston Rockets, Aiden Thompson, Victor Oladipo, both not playing for the Nuggets. Jokic is questionable with that back. Jamal Murray is actually questionable with that hamstring. Eric Gordon here is questionable with that heel. Peyton, well, excuse me, Peyton Watson, probable. Hunter Tyson, questionable. Kankar is out. All right, this season, Rockets 2-0 versus the Dead for Nuggets. Oh, excuse me. I couldn't even say that because I had to sneeze. Uh, thank you. 2-0, they've won their last three straight against this team, actually. <laughs> now, I will point out, both those games were in Houston. Oh, all three, three of the games were in Houston. Oh, all okay. three of the games were well, in Houston. Well, you're going back to last year <laughs> saying this year, too. And I yeah, bring it up because yeah. Denver is 8-0 at home, which means yep. that they are 4-6 and six on the road. 
And Houston is 8-7, and seven, but they're 0-6 on the road. So you have a winless road team against an undefeated home team. That's the different dynamic of this matchup. And Houston's on a back-to-back. I think this is where, uh, son, you know, when you're playing against your dad in pickup basketball, you can never beat him, and you can never beat him, and you finally have that game that you beat your dad. This might be the game that the Nuggets finally be able to beat the Rockets. Maybe. Nah. I mean, well, I'm not taking them. If, if, if we get a full cast and all these questionables are in, then yeah, sure, give me the Rockets. But like, Do you I mean, like- seven's, seven's yeah. a lot for a team that does not look great without Jamal Murray, but... Man, and just think, they got the reincarnation of Lob City, the Lob City B team, to beat the Clippers. If Jokic and Jamal Murray don't play in this game, are we really taking this team again? <laughs> no. Uh, I do think that Jokic... We don't know if he's going to play or not. That might have been a one-off, because uh, all of them are listed as questionable. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Of course, as of right now, we can't take Denver. Because we don't know who's playing for Denver. I do see Jamal Murray in the questionable tab, though. So there actually is a chance that he might suit up today. So Jamal Murray might be returning. So a lot of it comes down to injury news. Murray is kind of in the same boat as CJ, where I don't want to take any props or assume they're going to look good after not playing for about a month straight. So mm-hmm. Murray coming back would be a big deal. I know we have to give an answer now, uh, but so I really this is want how to... I, this is how I, I, have, I have to wait it out for the injury news. There's too much uncertainty for Denver. Like, I, I, I don't know what to think about this game for seven. If there's no Jokic, there's no way I'm taking Denver. If you okay. at least give me Jokic, I can make the case, and I will be interested in Denver, and I'll probably take Denver. If there's no Jokic. Play, so that's worth mentioning, too. Yeah. If Jokic, if there's no Jokic, like, you could tell me that Jokic is playing, Gorton is out, Murray is out, I'd probably still take Denver, maybe. I but, guess I'm gonna, yeah, I think I'm going to Houston now because I don't know anything about the injury status of all these guys. So as of right now, at about 12:30 Eastern, I'll lean Rockets, but I'm not betting anything. I got to wait for the injury news. Yeah, same. No Jokic, give me the Rockets. Jokic, give me the, the Nuggets. Pretty simple handicap there. All right, I like the under. First two games yeah. went under by a decent amount. Houston <laughs> defensively has been great against this team, so I'll lean to the under. I'm afraid of. You know, home Denver just putting up a bunch of points. That's really what it is for me. That the but Houston might not score. They're on a back to back, and they they can't play on the road. So I would take a Houston team total under. Okay, I would do that. I think that's what I would play. I wouldn't. I don't know. I'm nervous about. Again, I don't know what's going on, on Denver side of ball. So as of right now, give me Houston team total under. All right. Uh, yeah, I can't give you any props or anything. Like, I don't know who's on the other side of the ball. I can't even tell you. I can't even give you Houston props because I don't know who's defending them. So I, I yeah. like Shangun, but that's basically it. I don't. I don't have anything. Oh shit! Yeah, I can buy. I can buy Shangun. Okay, baby Jokic. <sighs> the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah, are, Clippers. First game since uh, what ha- whatever happened against Denver. Lane two on the road against Sacramento off a of back-to-back after just clinching and a great comeback win against the Warriors, clinching the in-season tournament, 231 and a half is the total in that one. Injury report for those two teams, and we have Mason Plumlee, Brandon Boston, you know, they're on IR. Keegan Murray's TBD, we'll see if he's able to play. Yeah, just give me the Kings. I'll let you give a brief, uh, either disappointed rant or any take. But we're no, I mean, like, what's? I mean, no, seriously, like, we just saw this team lose outright as like seven and a half point favorites, maybe eight something. Yeah, I don't know what it closed at to a Denver team with literally nobody playing, and they let Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan have the revenge game of all revenge games. They combined for fifty six points. Like, Reggie how Jackson do I went fifteen of nineteen from the floor? 15 of 19 from the four. Honestly, truly, like, if I lose a bet fading the Clippers, I'm okay with that. I I'm definitely okay feel that. a lot better fading the Clippers and losing than backing the Clippers and, and losing. Yeah, 100%. So, I, I mean, I've I, been fading the Clippers for, for, a month, for, like, weeks at this point. So, welcome aboard. They're a terrible – they're just a bad team. I mean, I, I think they're going to miss the playoffs. So I've, I've gone on record saying that ever since they traded for Harden. I think that this is not going to work. Westbrook, since going to the bench, has been abysmal, 
which isn't exactly a shock. <laughs> he's a guy that likes Continuity, him. man. Continuity. Yeah, they're playing pretty well. Kawhi looks older. Not surprised at a bunch of injuries. Paul George no showed that game against Denver. I think he went like, what do you have, like six points in that game? So he did basically nothing in that Denver game. But they don't guard the point guard. They don't guard the center. They don't really guard anybody. If you're not going to guard point guards, have fun guarding Fox. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> have fun with that matchup. Oh, hey, wait till Malik Monk come off the bench. You really going to be sick there. The only concern you have for the Kings is that they are on a back-to-back. But a reminder, the last time the Kings played against the Clippers, while on a, the second night of a back-to-back, they scored 176 points. Holy shit. That was the double overtime game. The How last time mean? they played the Clippers on the back-to-back, they scored 176 points. They were on a back-to-back and scored 176 points and won that game in double overtime. So I'm on the Kings. It's never a good chance to, to bet the Clippers. It's really not. No. Like, all right. What do they this do so well? Easy. Light the beam. Light the freaking beam, man. The Clippers organized a 2014 All-Star team and expected to compete in 2023. Like I don't know what they're no, good so at. No, so they have two they have two MVPs, a Finals MVP and Paul George and they can't win games. No, they don't guard anybody. And offensively, Kawhi def- I don't know if you agree with me about Kawhi, but it's not his fault. He looks I don't want to say diminished, but he looks like he's lost a step or two at this point. No shame in that. Is that a good is that a great career? But Kawhi has lost a step. Paul George is fluctuating good and bad performances. Harden doesn't pretend, doesn't even pretend to play defense. Westbrook is the same way. Zubak is immobile. He can't guard anybody on the perimeter. They can't guard anyone. Imagine all the Dang, off-ball action. Somebody played a hit-em-up Tupac beat. <laughs> Scott was, oh, Scott imagine was crazy. All the, all the off-ball movement, the pick-and-rolls, everything the Kings run. How are the Clippers going to guard any of those actions? They can't. Like, I think that Fox puts on a show in this game. Fox can go for 30 and 10 again. We saw it a couple of games ago. I think he could do it again. Give me a massive Fox game. I think he's in line for a great game. I've been talking about MVP Fox. He's slowed down a little bit, but I think he can pick it back up against the, against the Clippers. This is just a, a hammer spot where everybody's fading the team coming off a of back-to-back, backing the Clippers, who probably need a pick-me-up spot from that Nuggets team. Uh, excuse me, that Nuggets loss, but... This is just who they are. And my two to one on the Clippers to miss the playoffs is looking pretty solid. I'm not gonna lie. Two thirty one is the total. I'm with the over. Over. Clippers can't guard anybody. If you give up fifty six to DeAndre Jordan and Reggie Jackson, I'm not taking an under. If I told you the Kings scored 130, 135, would you be shocked? Probably not. Yeah. Probably so, not. I'll be on the over. All right, you talked about De'Aaron Fox a lot. I agree, echoes those, and I echo those sentiments. Uh, if Keegan Murray plays, I'll take his threes. I will. He has a green light. Like, he has a green light of all green lights. He'll make three. Other than that, pretty good on this one. Clippers up. That's it. Wow, that's all the games we have. Okay. Block, dog, and we'll drop a quick little underdog lineup as well let's see here for my lock i'm trying to think of any plays you actually loved on the card today yeah i, I mean like everything's okay yeah. like every yeah it's very lukewarm i, I mean I've, and those are probably the days that things start hitting uh let's I mean, four and a half is just way too much. Give me Utah plus four and a half in the toilet bowl. Thou shalt we, not we, we just we bowl. just played this. We just played this same situation. Like that's what's killing me. We just played this exact same situation. The line movement is going down. How it went the last time as well. There's no reason if it should be laying four against anybody. Uh, yeah, give me Utah plus four and a half. That's easy for my dog. Let's. Fade Clippers. Baby dog? No, I'm going to get De'Aaron uh, Fox points parlay. Give me a second. I just had to put one together. I saw his points for 27 and a half, by the way. <laughs> oh, man. Should I just go for 30? I feel like I should just go for 30. I and mean, you can do a parlay with that. You can do Fox 30 and Kings win. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's do that. Uh, Darren Fox, 30 Kings win the game is three about three to one. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, it is three to one. 
I'll take that. Oh, no, I lied. I hit Clippers on accident. Sorry. Wow, it's even worse. Oh, well, I get it. Okay, that makes sense. Darren Fox and Kings win game, plus 260. That is my dog. All right. Uh, so for me and my lock, I am going to go with Fox as well. That matchup is just fantastic. Uh, I think 27 and a half is too low for a number. Fox had at least 33 in three of the last four games. He's also going to be a bit motivated because he really was terrible at the foul line last night. And I do think that there is some room to grow or at least build off of what happened yesterday while not being fully satisfied. It was a nice win for Sacramento against one of their arch rivals, team that eliminated them from the playoffs last year, an in-state rival. But simply put, I do think Fox could have played better, especially down the stretch. He went 9 of 17 from the foul line, finished with 29. So I do think that Fox is in line for a good game here where he can definitely showcase a very solid uh, offensive repertoire because the Clippers don't guard anybody. We talked about it with the Luka game against the Clippers about two weeks ago. You have a choice between Westbrook with the bench unit, Harden with the starters, Zubak with the starters, whatever matchup you want, he's going to get. So I do think <laughs> that Fox is going to be able to get whatever he wants. 27 F's too low. I once again actually like the idea that since he went 9 of 17 from the foul line, he will be pretty focused for this game. Because he didn't have a flawless game. He could have played better. Give me Fox over 27.5 points at about minus 108 as my lock. For my dog, couple of options here. What do I want to take? Because I'm trying to think of what I actually really liked for this game. Or You know what? Let me look at AD props. Because I think that he's actually in line for a good game against the Pistons. Uh, what is AD? Sorry, just quickly pulling this up. AD points. I'm hoping it's not absurd. Uh, 80 points is 24 and a half. Uh, I'm probably going to do a same game parlay with AD, actually. Let me just see what I can get here. Uh, 80 rebounds. Are they absurd? They are at 12 and a half. That's a bit unfortunate, but... Um, all right, what does that get Just me? take the 30. You know, take the 30. You know what? No, I'll go with a hybrid. Give me 80, 25 points, and 80, 12 rebounds. That's plus 187. Okay. Because I am concerned that they're going to potentially empty out the bench if they're up by a lot. But kind of like we saw in that Jazz game in the tournament where they were up by 40 and they ended up coasting. But 80, 25, and 12 does seem like a pretty solid all-around game for AD. I'll take it a plus 187. All right. Let's get down to underdog fantasy. I'm going to go ahead and throw De'Aaron Fox and AD in our underdog lineup. We actually, me and Moonoff, cashed our underdog lineup last time I was on the show. Uh, Jokic was a void because he didn't play, and DeAndre Ayton had a crazy legacy game over there for Portland. And then we had uh, Joel Embiid, who is now assisting the ball at a high level. Some could say, Never mind. I'm not going to start that debate. No, no, no. You, you can you can say it. You know, you want clickbait. Come on. Hey, no, no, no. I'm not going to do it because that's what people are going to say. This is clickbait. This is clickbait. Nope. I'm just going to let his play. I'm going to let his play show for itself. I'll be back to talk about his. I don't know. I didn't even mention it today. For the record, I know what you're hinting at, and I think you're completely wrong. But, you know, that's that's the beauty of it. That's what every that's what everybody says, man. That's what everybody says. But he's gotten you can't. Oh, you get 23 and a half on underdog for 80s points higher. So, yeah, shout out to that. Shout out to underdog. Finally, a line going our way. Uh, what was I saying there about Joel? No, just let the, let the season play out. Let the season play out. We'll see. Uh, all right, we got two. We need one more. Something else you really like. Uh, let me just quickly look at the card. Sorry. I'm just let me see if there's sucks. Can I, can I get a Suggs steal? Maybe. No. Is there not even any Suggs plays at all? Whoa, what are you doing? Though. Yeah. What are you doing? Why is there no Suggs plays at all? Do you want Embiid? Keep it simple against the Pelicans. I mean, they're bad at rebounding. They're bad at stopping opposing centers. Embiid just had a triple-double in three quarters. I think he's probably in line for a massive game. Oh, there goes Suggs. They just moved his name down, like, way down the list. Oh. Uh, no, nah, I really want to take the Suggs one and have steals at... 1.25x spicy. Oh, so they actually have it. Okay, cool. Yep, and it's a spicy, so right. I want to take that one. All right, we're going with AD higher, 23.5 points. It actually really hurts me to play that, but, you know. I it's a good Scott. spot. I'm, I'm going to yeah, I trust Scott. I trust you, Scott. I don't trust AD. I trust you. Yeah, I don't trust Fox. AD either. 
<laughs> Dear Fox, higher 27 and a half points. And Jalen Suggs, higher 1.5x on the 1.5 steals. 1.25, I'm sorry, 1.25 spicy on the 1.5 steals. That pays $7.5, $100 gets you $750. Make sure you use that promo code uh, for SGPN at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. That is our Underdog Contest of the Day. Scott, anything else for the people before we get up out of here? Uh, not really. I see that Billy's mentioning that the Pelicans let Kessler go over his points and rebounds prop the last two games. So I think Embiid 40 might be in line for tonight. Paul Keep Reed. that in mind. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, decent amount of games. Of course, yesterday's schedule was a lot more cramped, but some good games. Hopefully they play out that way. Yep, very much so. All right, for the 74 people that are rocking with us on the YouTube, make sure you guys like the video. I know there's not enough likes when I go look at it. Make sure you like the video. Leave a comment. Drop a comment. Subscribe if you're not subscribed. Do all of that stuff. And for all the people that are listening, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review. Appreciate that. Other than that, we have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of any podcast. We're just going to end it like this. We are out of here. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to